When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to our New Year's extravaganza, where every day we're talking about a new method for planning and habit building and goal setting and all the good things. This week, we're focusing on educational content, what to do, how to do it, ways to think about it. Next week, I am walking you through processes of actually doing the things. So very, very exciting. Thank you for being here. Now, today, I am breaking down my entire planning routine for you, like in gross amounts of detail. So uh, if you're into it, exciting. If you're not into it, I understand. I do feel like I need to preface this episode with a couple of things. First, I love to plan. Okay, this is fun for me. This is a hobby. If it is not fun for you, you know, take what feels opening for you and leave anything that feels like a should. You're not going to want to do all of this. It's it's unlikely. But if you want to do some of it, cool, take some of it. Um, but don't feel like you need to do all of it because I'm a little bit weird about it. I, I, I like it. Number two. Personally, I value being in constant communication with myself, and so I prioritize a ton of reflection and visioning and planning, and that's just my values. You might have very different values, so also stay tuned with that. Stay like in communication with that. Number three, please don't try to add all of this in at once. Like, If you are not already doing all of these things, don't try to do all of them at once. Choose one or two things that would support you. Maybe just the frequency of check-ins, but not the specific amount of checking in, right? So what feels good to you? I'm just really asking you to point to focus on what you need, not what I'm doing. The Finally, I want to really be clear here that this is constantly changing and evolving. This is just what I'm doing in this moment. Next year, I might be doing something completely different. Next quarter, I could be doing something completely different. So just keep that in mind. Okay, let's start with yearly. We're going to go like big and then we're going to bring that down to every day. So this is the big kahuna, the mother load of planning. I do the most here. This is my happiest day of the year. I typically block off an entire day on my calendar to just take myself somewhere cool and think and dream and plan and reflect and be. Here is what I do on that day. So the first thing that I do is what I call 
I didn't make this up. This is from the guy who created a bullet journal called Rolling Quarters. And it's essentially just having a clear picture of what every quarter of your year is going to look like. This is not, for me at least, this is not a plan that I am committed to sticking to. This is a vision of what I'm hoping it could be like. And I'll check in with that right at the beginning of every quarter and go, is this still what I want? Is this my priority right now or is, has that changed and shifted? I also tend to pull cards at the beginning of the year. Uh, I This past year, I pulled tea leaf fortune cards that I got in New Orleans for my birthday like the year before. And that was really interesting. It's more fortune telly, which is not actually how I like to use cards. I think of them more as like quick access points to my intuition. So I may or may not do that again this year, but I typically pull cards, one for each month of the year. Then I ask myself what worked this year, what went really well, and what did not. I check in on my top three accomplishments of the year, my top three memories, my top three challenges, and then I write a vision for what I want the year to hold. If you listened to Monday's episode or Tuesday's episode, gosh, Tuesday's episode, if you listen to that episode, it is like essentially a journal entry for how I want my life to feel. I talk more about visions there. And in that, I talk about it being a journal entry of how you want to feel in your life. So I wake up in the morning, I have coffee, I move slowly. It's not as much, I'm going to do this, do this, accomplish this, be this, you know, it's much more, here's how I live, here's how I feel, here's what my life is like. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, here's the other thing. My birthday is in January. So I have a birthday check-in. And maybe for you, you want to do this on your birthday. Or maybe for you, this feels like a New Year's thing as well. But I'm going to give you my birthday prompts because... They're pretty in-depth. I think they're pretty cool. It's one of my favorite things. So just in case you're interested, I'm going to give you those as well. But really quickly, I want to say each of these larger planning sessions, like year, quarter, month, they all hold the planning sessions that are smaller than them. Meaning my yearly planning session also contains my quarterly planning, my monthly planning, my weekly planning, and my daily planning. And my quarterly holds my monthly, my weekly, my daily, and so on. So that is what's unique to yearly. And then we'll get into what's unique to each of the others. Now, birthday reflections. So birthday reflections, the first thing that I do is I write a letter to myself kind of like a love letter, a here's what the past year held, here's what it felt like to be the age before, here's what I hope turning this new age will mean for me. And usually it's like a two-page letter, and I like to read the old one on my birthday the next year. All right, and then I ask the following questions. What do I like about myself? 
What parts of my life do I want to see a change in? What am I grateful for? What are my deepest fears? Am I happy with where I live? Am I happy with my job? Who am I inspired by and why? What is the most recent lesson I learned? What do I hope to have accomplished in the year? What do I believe in? What worries me about the future? If today was the last day of my life, what would I do differently? How many of my friends can I depend on? What do I want most out of life? What am I passionate about? How would I describe myself? What stresses me out? Who are the most important people in my life? What don't I like about myself? What am I going to improve And what are my values? All right. And then we move into our seasonal or our quarterly check-in. If you've been here a minute, you know that I tend to plan by season, meaning I think of quarters not in fiscal quarters, but in seasonal quarters. So winter to me is December, January, February. Spring is March, April, May. Summer is June, July, August. And fall is September, October, November. And so I plan like that. And with that, I look ahead for the season and I ask myself, what is the vibe for the season and how will I enhance that vibe with decor or scents or, you know, things around my home? So I integrate things around the home. Now for me, traditionally, this has been kind of a consumerist habit, right? I like buy a specific scent for our dish soap or I buy decor I'm going to try to move away from that in the new year, right? As I move into no spend year, I'm wanting to think about that differently, bringing more of the outside inside, determining how we feel about the soap things. We have to buy dish soap anyway, so might as well make it smell good. I don't know. But thinking about, thinking about it less from a consumerist sense and more from a, how can we build this culture in our home to make it feel more like the season, I also ask myself, what does my wardrobe look like this season? I like to kind of capsule wardrobe seasonally. So I have like two big tubs of clothes that I just kind of keep packed away all the time. And I switch them out every season and kind of figure out, well, what are my spring colors this year? What are, you know, what kind of textures am I looking for? It doesn't mean that I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. It just means that I'm rearranging my closet so that old clothes feel new again because I've been kind of tucked away for a while. Then I ask myself, what books am I reading this season? This has pretty much stayed the same since I started reading seasonally, but I have found it to be such a fun way to enhance the season. So here is what I currently do. Winter are short stories and memoirs. Spring last year was poetry and classics. This year I'm going to do classics and like literary writing because I didn't really read a ton of poetry and I feel like I can integrate poetry every day if I want to. I don't need to read like a poetry book all at once and I found that I didn't have any room for like really really good books (laughs) because I had assigned the other seasons right so I, I want that season to be like the best books and then summer are all beach reads and like easy reads 
and the fall are like magical fantasy and like thrillers mysteries all right so moving on we i pull cards for these quarters i tend to pull from this chakra deck by chrissy bentley i i really like the format of that and then i vision for the season i write another future-based journal entry I have a seasonal bucket list that I create of just fun things that I want to do that are seasonally appropriate. And then I write my top three priorities for the quarter, my ideal day, hour by hour, my ideal week, day by day. I do an income audit. Where did, you know, where did my money come from this past quarter? I do a task audit. What have I been doing with my time? And is that the best use of it? And then I do a systems audit. I look at all the different elements of my business and I ask myself, is this working? How could this be streamlined better? What could be improved here? And then I check in with what are my energy givers? What are the energy takers in my life? Not people necessarily, but activities or behaviors or patterns. And then are there boundaries that need to be set based off of that information? with myself mostly, usually, but maybe sometimes with others as well. All right. So that is my quarterly planning session. And then we get into our monthly. So each month I check in with the seven dimensions of wellness, which we do on the podcast. And each of those dimensions, I ask myself what's working, what's not, and what is next. Then I check in with my finances, what came in, what went out, what's the balance. I do my highlights from the month my challenges from the month, lessons that I learned that month. What do I want to start in behavior? What do I want to stop? I do my big three tasks. I also keep a large master monthly list. And each week when I do my planning, I pull from that list. So I create that list. And then I ask myself, what are my core values for the month? That I I really use those values as decisions for everything. Is this causing me to live more into who I want to be in the world? I used to use feelings here. I've just recently switched this to values, but feelings, if that resonates for you, might work better. So the difference here being if I want to feel happy, then I'm going to choose things in my life that are going to increase that feeling. If I want to live into the value of humility, for example, that I'm going to choose behaviors or actions or things that kind of support that value. Every, you know, every month for me is, is different in what I'm prioritizing. And I think they tend to be relatively seasonal as well. But that's what's working. I make a list of books that I would like to read for the month and then important dates. Moving from there into weekly, we're kind of just pulling things in, Right. So the week I'm going, what is this week's focus? What are three things that I need to do this week to reach the goals that I have for the month? Then I have my running tasks. So like what tasks am I doing every single Tuesday, every single Wednesday, every single Thursday? And I just kind of recheck in with those. I plan my week every single Friday. So I am basically going in on Friday, looking at the coming week, checking in on those running tasks, the ones that stay the same, adding in the new tasks that are specific to that week, checking the monthly to-do list and pulling things over from that, and 
that way, when I enter into the weekend, I know exactly what the week ahead is going to have for me. I know what days everything's going to get taken care of. And I can enter into the weekend with full peace of mind that future me has it under control. So that is why I do it on Friday and not on Monday or Sunday. I want to rest on the weekend. And then what monthly plans am I going to do this week, right? What are those goals or those objectives that I want to work toward this week? And what am I going to do toward them? Similarly, what bucket list items from that seasonal bucket list do I want to do this week? Basically, what am I going to do for fun? And then I make a reflection of what good things happened in the last week. What did I wish I said no to? Where did I spend my money? Where did I spend my time? Where did I spend my energy? I do another card pull from any deck that feels fun. And then I do a brain dump of just what is on my mind. This whole session's goal is to set me up for a strong week while giving me peace of mind to enter into the weekend without worry. So I make sure my inbox is clear. I don't have any emails to respond to. I get anything that I need to get off my mind. And that helps me to move forward. The other thing that I do here is I collect or have all of the tasks that are asked of me collected into a little folder that I have in my Notion and I respond to them once a week. So if someone wants me to join a committee, if someone wants me to collaborate with them, if someone's asking me to speak at a certain place, I respond to those all at one time because you guys have heard me go through this process if you listen to the podcast regularly, but it helps me to see all of the things put together so that I'm not accidentally saying yes to more than I can handle. I'm saying yes to what feels appropriate at the time. All right. And then we get into our daily. So I plan out the day at the end of the workday. So whenever I'm wrapping up my workday, I plan the next day. That way, every day I wake up in the morning, I don't have to figure out what I need to do today because I already know. I just get to sit down and go. So my daily planning is I plan the day the night before. I choose the win the day list, my top three priorities for that day. I track my habits. I time block for the next day. When am I having meetings? When am I working on what? And then I also have little check-in prompts in the morning and the afternoon. So my morning prompts that I do before I start the workday, how will I self-care today? How will I live into my values today? I feel vulnerable about blank. What's my highlight from yesterday? What advice would I give myself today? And three good things. And then my evening prompts or my afternoon prompts are, I am proud of myself for, I feel, my top three, like what were the highlights of the day? My bottom three, what were the lowlights of the day? And then I never want to forget blank. And I learned blank. So to sum it up, (laughs) I am visioning, reflecting, and planning every year, season, month, week, and day. So I'm constantly in conversation about who I am, what I'm learning, what I want. And it really helps me to not only stay connected to the plans I make, but also available for if they're serving me or not. And and consistent ability to make the adjustments necessary to be who I want to be to live the life I want to live, not necessarily, you know, achieve a certain metric, but more so to live a certain kind of life. So 
I hope that this is supportive for you. I hope you take a little bit of what works for you, leave whatever doesn't, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.